We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Time, everybody, for the NFL season to begin. Happy football, everybody, as we continue to make our way through Sports Daily. So happy to have you with us here each and every day this fall. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing for you. It is Sports Daily, and we are so excited because it's here. We get the NFL kicking off tonight. A great matchup. We get the Rams, we get the Bills, Super Bowl champs against this year's Super Bowl favorites. It's all right there for us. We'll get you ready for the rest of the NFL this weekend, college football weekend, all kinds of great things to get you through each and every day this fall here on Sports Daily. Tommy, things feel right this morning. I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, a little crisp in the air this morning. You go outside, you know, hey, week one of the NFL starts tonight. Sports wagering is obviously here, which adds a whole new wrinkle into it. It's a good time. It's a good time to be a football fan. I'm excited to get into it today. Coming up on the show today, we'll get with our regularly scheduled Odyssey betting insider, Chelsea Messenger. She's back with us this season. Happy to have her. We'll go through some of her favorites as we get you ready for your weekend across the NFL, maybe a little college football. We'll get into all of those things with her. She's got some uh, runs on tonight's game as well, uh, so we're excited to do that. Uh, we'll check some of those lines on BetMGM, who's partnered with us on this show. That'll come up in our next segment, actually. We're doing that earlier in the show today. And then coming up in the second hour, we'll continue the conversation we started yesterday about the chance at KU athletic events and what can be done, what should be done, if anything. It's our regularly scheduled segment with Tim Fitzgerald, so we'll do two things with Fitz. We'll go through that, and we'll look ahead to K-State's big game against Missouri this weekend. That's coming up at the top of the second hour. Your calls, a lot to get through today. We're going to start things off with some college football uh, from a broader perspective in the Big 12. And... Tommy, we've been, you know, bouncing around with this conference realignment and TV network deals, all of these things. I think one thing most people would agree on so far is the new Big 12 commissioner 
Brett Yormark, is being aggressive. And I think folks, generally speaking, have been happy with the early return on him as the commissioner of the Big 12. Without a doubt, he has certainly not set back in the first couple of months on the job, replacing Bob Bowlesby as commissioner of the Big 12. And, and I think that one knock on the Big 12 over the, the last several years has been that they've not been aggressive. They've not they've not pursued things. You know, they've sort of set back behind the SEC, behind the Big 10, behind the Pac-12, ACC, and really just been kind of content to get the leftovers, kind of be the the third or fourth choice uh, when it comes to TV deals and things like that. You look at the the deal that the Big 12 negotiated a couple of years ago with ESPN and all of the 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 games throughout the conference that were on ESPN Plus when that was kind of a fledgling streaming service and a lot of criticism there about that. Well, Brett Yormark has basically just said, look, like we're done sitting back. We're going to be aggressive and especially in a world of realignment and new TV deals and NIL. We've got to be aggressive. We've got to look at expansion. We've got to go coast to coast and we've got to make sure that we are protecting ourselves in this brand new world. And I'll tell you what, from my perspective, as a fan of the Big 12, I am 100% here for it. And he's going after the Pac-12 too. And, you know, the Pac-12 has a little bit of a reputation here of being sort of snobby, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, and and the Big Twelve is is ready to roll on that. And your mark has really been aggressive in his posturing, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's necessary. You have to be the aggressor here, or you're going to get left behind. The Pac-12 has sat around now twice and basically thumbed their noses at the Big Twelve and and, and said, "Yeah, well, we're not interested in you. We're not up to our standard." Well, okay. Well, we'll come get your teams then. And that's what's happening, or at least what's being targeted by the Big 12. The comments that brings all this up is your mark says, obviously going out west is where I'd like to go, uh, entering that fourth time zone. So fourth time zone would be they have West Virginia on the east coast. Um, they have everybody, for the most part, up the middle in the central time zone and then hitting out west and maybe poaching some teams on that. I've always thought that was a good idea. I thought they should have merged. If the pac 12s not going to play ball on something like that, okay, we'll go ask your teams. Guess what? We're already accelerating discussions with ESPN and Fox. They need games to fill their airwaves, and we're going to give them to them. So we're going for a deal. You want to come on with us? Come on, Arizona, Colorado, whoever it might be. And I don't really care who it is. They're all fine. They'd all be fine additions at this point. I don't know that you really want to go after Oregon State or Washington State, but whatever. You know, bring them in. And they're doing that. And they're being aggressive. And George Klievkoff of the Pac-12 has totally been on the defensive about all this, right? He, he said later, I've been spending, this was earlier in the offseason, four weeks trying to defend against grenades that have been lobbed in from every corner of the Big 12 trying to destabilize our remaining conference. Well, guess what? USC and UCLA left. You're destabilized. If you're not trying to expand right now, if you're going to sit there and think we're better than this, you're going to get left behind. And that's your prerogative. Go for it, Pac-12. Have fun with that because Oregon and Washington are also going to leave at the first opportunity they have. So if you're the Big 12 and you think adding Arizona schools or Colorado makes sense, which I think it does, go for it. Go get them. Get into that time zone. Because now, Tommy, while those schools may not be more valuable 
than any schools in the Big 12, because I don't think that they are. May, they may not be more valuable. However, that time zone is valuable to a network like ESPN, who doesn't have Big 10 anymore, who needs to figure out what it's going to do with the Pac-12 still. If the Big 12 can be a part of that and you can get this negotiation done and they provide the opportunity to get that late window game in there, that's pretty appetizing in the Big 12. At this point, if you're the Pac-12 teams, what allegiance do you have? Like, why do you care? I could join the best deal that I can get right this second. Yeah, and you look at the comments that your mark made back in July about saying that the Big 12 was open for business, and George Karlitikoff from the Pac-12 responded by saying, well, we don't know if we're going shopping there. Like, how how stupid of a comment is that? I mean, how just you, – you mentioned thumbing your nose, uh, just kind of snobby, snooty comments from the commissioner of the Pac-12 – and at that point, the gloves are off and your mark is saying, all right, well, look, like we don't need you as a conference. We don't need to merge with you. We can just go out and poach your individual schools like the Big Ten did as well. And, and you mentioned a couple of the Arizona schools. You mentioned Colorado. You know, I look at Oregon. You know, one of the things that your mark said in his comments yesterday was that he's looking for programs that have national recognition and they compete at the highest level in basketball and football. I think of Oregon. Uh, they, they've got a solid football program, you know, last week against Georgia notwithstanding. But the, the basketball program in recent years under Dana Altman has looked really good. How about Dana Altman potentially coming back to the Big 12? That would be something to, to look at for sure. I look at Washington. Um, and then, you know, maybe even a, a school like Stanford, you know, would be a, a good fit for the Big 12 as well. So I see them really looking at going shopping with some of these individual schools in the Big 12 and looking at, I mean, if you look at the conference as a whole, I know everything is driven by college football, right? Like we, we know that we know the revenue and the TV deals driven by college football without a doubt, but I want to draw attention to like, this might be depending on the schools they get the best college basketball conference in America. You look at potentially Arizona you look at potentially Oregon, and then, of course, the, the schools that have already committed to join the Big 12, Houston, BYU, Cincinnati. I mean, like, you've got a really, really solid college basketball conference right there. So that would get me excited even beyond the college football angle. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is 100% a power play by Brett Yormark, and it's necessary with the, the way that the Big 12 has performed over the last several years to actually go out and be aggressive. I, I love it. It's the right thing to do. It's always been the right thing to do. Um, and and the aggression has come. They haven't been able to do outright merging or expansion yet. But I'm telling you, like, this thing changes daily, and your mark is playing his hand right now really well. Now, whether he can get anything done is another another thing altogether but making it very clear to the teams who don't have a future set in stone right now which is the Pac-12 right or maybe it's you know San Diego State maybe it's some of the teams the Pac-12 would potentially eye to bring in whatever it might be now is the time to strike you already have BYU why don't you call Utah Are you kidding me Get yeah. Utah and BYU in the same league? I'd be on the phone with Utah right now. They're, that's a great program. Um, so it's going to change daily. 
The second that ESPN was willing to get to the table with the Big 12, yeah, the Big 12 is going to want to potentially provide a West Coast time zone because that's going to make their deal better and more likely to get done. So the second that that happens, the Big 12, and you know this is happening, and I hope it's been happening since the second USC and UCLA left. I suspect it has been. The Big 12's on the phone with all these schools. Hey, what do you think? We're, we're talking to ESPN right now. We got XYZ on the table, but we need that West Coast time zone. You want a, you want a piece of this? We're done. Like, we can be done with this. We're locked in. We got a playoff expansion coming. Everybody can breathe easy. We know that the Big Ten isn't come calling for you or us or anybody else. So forget them. Forget the SEC. The Pac-12 wants to wait and try and, you know, do whatever it is that they're trying to do. You know Washington and Oregon are going to leave the first chance they get if they get that chance. So come over here with us. We're regalvanized together. Our league's going to get better, more competitive. All of the things that we know these additions will bring to the Big 12. Come be a part of that and forget everybody else. I, I think it's I think it's the right play. And I think that your mark what what the hell does your mark care? He's not a college football guy. He's not gonna hurt. He doesn't care if he hurts anybody's feelings. He's been an executive for all kinds of different stuff. He's been, you know, involved in agencies. He's he's ready to burn it down, man. And that's what you that's what you gotta do right now. Yeah, absolutely. And make no mistake about it. The fact that the Big 12 jumped in a year early to start renegotiating media deals. Yeah, it's partly the networks. It's partly to get in front of them and ESPN and Fox and help them fill those voids, you know, especially ESPN with the loss of the Big 10. But make no mistake. Part of the reason they wanted to do it a year early was to get a jump on the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has already been in some negotiations. Their deal ends in 2024, so it was incumbent on the Big 12 to really try to renegotiate this deal early to get a jump on that. I wouldn't be surprised, like, in who knows which direction this will go. It can go in a variety of directions, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Brett Yormark in the Big 12, with the aggression that they're trying to put forward, if they're able to poach a, a couple of schools from the Pac-12 to a point to where the Pac-12 is destabilized enough, where George Karloftis has to, uh, or Kar Karlatikoff, whatever his name is, the commissioner of the Pac-12, has to come to Brett Yormark with his hat in his hand and say, all right, let's talk about a merger. Let's talk about coming together entirely. You've taken some of my, some of my schools away. We're going to need to talk about an overall merger. It wouldn't surprise me if that's the direction that that ends up going um, because I think all it takes is a couple of schools aside from USC and UCLA to leave the Pac-12 to where they're not a viable conference anymore. Uh, and so I think that that wouldn't surprise me if that's the path that this ultimately goes down. It's fascinating. I'm sick of it and I'm not because I do get excited for what the future of the Big 12 could look like, quite frankly. Um, and adding adding in that flavor at this point, I think sounds amazing. I, I, I would love any of them to come in. I would love, and, and fans may not like this as much, but I do as just, just a fan of being able to watch meaningful games at different times. Like, I would think it would be awesome to watch an a later kick on a Saturday where K-State goes out west and plays in a in a window all by itself, right? Like, you know, whatever that is. I don't know if it needs to be a, like a 9 o'clock window, but at least a 7 o'clock, whatever it is. I think every once in a while that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, my, and I'll and tell you, my, my sleep, to it. 
yeah, my sleep schedule will probably not enjoy it a whole lot when you've got to have K-State and KU potentially. I mean, yeah, they'll get some primetime windows, but you had, you'd have to believe that they would also get some you know, 9 p.m. games or 10 p.m. games out on the West Coast. So um, I wouldn't love that necessarily uh, all the time. But yeah, once in a while, that'd be fun. What sleep schedule? We got kids. We don't oh, have true. a sleep schedule. Good point. Um, who needs a sleep schedule? 869-1240. That's sort of the latest in this conversation. I uh, wanted to get to that at least at some point in the show today. We'll, we'll touch on that more as we make our way through the next weeks. I, th- I think we're going to see a lot of movement on this very, very quickly. Um, and I would bet before the end of this year, the Big 12 has its new deal uh, done. Just a just a shot-in-the-dark prediction, but I think that's where we're headed. All right, when we come back, Chelsea Messenger, the Sports Daily betting insider for Odyssey. We're excited about that. We're going to go over some topics. A lot of it has to do with tonight and the Chiefs this weekend. We'll talk with Chelsea. As we get ready for the first night of the NFL, sports betting is live in Kansas. Here we go. We'll do it next on Sports Daily. Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy all the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code JACOB, J-A-C-O-B, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. You'll also have instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, player props, boosted odds specials, and the best daily promotions in the business. The BetMGM app is the perfect way to experience the excitement of wagering on live sports now in more markets than ever. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Kansas only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. It is officially the start of the NFL season tonight. And on the line right now with us, the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go to check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. Chelsea, it's been a while. Welcome back into Sports Daily. Glad to have you on with us this season. Yeah, welcome to the party, Kansas. It's about time that you guys can place some wagers with us. And as you've been saying, uh, we partner with BetMGM. It's very easy to use the app. And also, if you guys want your first bet to be risk-free up to $1,000, just use my promo code, which is Daily Tip, All one word, Daily Tip. That's right, your first bet, risk-free up to $1,000. So uh, I can speak from experience once sports betting is legalized in your particular state that all these sports books are going to be offering all of these great promotions. Take advantage of them. Heck yeah. We have been having fun. We're a week old here. And if, you know, for perspective for me, I haven't even set my fantasy football lineups yet. That's a big deal. That's how wild it's been the last week. And it's been fun with the first week of college football and all the silly parlays and things we do with baseball or whatever it is. But it's all about the NFL. It's the, in my opinion, most fun to bet, and that's what we get tonight. Rams, Bills, 
Ah, here we go. From a broader perspective, Chelsea, as we look ahead to our first week of the NFL, what are you seeing out there with the betting trends this week as uh, everybody's sort of flying in the dark here, but I imagine there are some opportunities in a week like this. Yeah, if history has taught us one thing, it's that dogs are barking in week one of the NFL over the past few years. In the past 10 years, underdogs have actually gone 89-67-4, and four, good for a 57% clip against the spread. And here's a trend that's even more overwhelming. Divisional dogs since 2014 are 28-9-2 against the spread. That's 76% against the number in week one so keep your eye on some of those divisional dogs uh we have some of those matchups i think the one that a lot of people are looking at are the steelers getting six and a half against the Bengals, and also a lot of people really like the vikings plus one and a half against the packers which i myself will not be partaking but still a couple of matchups that have those trends going in their favor chelsea you mentioned uh, underdogs and i think right off the bat here on opening night We've got the Rams and the Bills, the Rams defending Super Bowl champions. They're at home. They're home dogs. What what are your what's your takeaway with opening night? Rams, Bills, of course, the high powered offense with Josh Allen, the Bills coming into LA. Uh, you know, really I think it's interesting that you've got the defending Super Bowl champs as home dogs. So where do you land on that game? Yeah, right now the Bills are getting a ton of love as they have been all offseason long. They are the Super Bowl favorites to win it this year. 57% of the bets and 68% of the money is on the Bills tonight. 76% of the money also on the over 52, which we have seen that total kind of tick up at least, uh, I think it was three points over the summer. So people are expecting a track meet here. But here's the trend that's hard to ignore in this one. The Rams as underdogs have been very profitable. Last season, they were only underdogs three times, and they won all three of those games. And if you go for um, since 2020, the Rams 7-3 and three against the number when getting points. So they're at home. It's a team that's very established. You know, it's not Matt Stafford's first season as the quarterback anymore. So I think I would lean towards the Rams. Honestly, I feel like it's going to be a coin flip, but uh, I think I would lean towards the Rams getting the points, especially if that number moves to three. Do you like Chelsea in a game, uh, Chelsea in a game like this? Um, do you like the plus two and a half, or do you like the money line to get a little plus money on it? I, I've taken the money line because I like the Rams to win. Um, is it a? Is it? Wh- where's the value there? Taking the money line or taking the points? Well, you look at key numbers in the NFL, and if you're new to betting, you notice this. Think about a field goal and a touchdown, and you know even if they miss the extra point, the key numbers in football being 3, 6, 7, 10, 5 is even a key number. So once it gets to that key number of 3, that's when you take the spread, but 2.5 is pretty short. You would think that it's not going to be decided by you know 2 points, or fewer, but I wouldn't talk you off Rams money line. I do think it's going to be a good game tonight. Other ways to bet on this one, I think the props, which are player props, which means you can bet on whoever to score a touchdown. You can bet on whoever to go over the receiving prop. The one that I do like the most is Josh Allen over his passing attempt at 35 and a half. I do believe that we will see a pass heavy game script from the Bills just because of the matchup. The Rams Run defense was just out of the top five last season. They have a really good uh, defensive line. 
anchored by Aaron Donald. I know Vaughn Miller is gone, but still, if you're going to do anything against this Rams defense, you're going to throw it. And the Bills have a great quarterback in Josh Allen. When he faced top five run defenses last season, uh, he did this three times, and he went over this number two out of three times. The only time he didn't was a blowout game against the Saints. So Josh Allen, over 35 and a half pass attempts. Kind of so flipping the be- script a little bit on uh, player props real quick, Ch- uh, Chelsea. Uh, I know there's been a lot of question marks about Matthew Stafford and his health, his elbow, what that looks like going into this game. So over on, on Josh Allen's pass attempts, I would imagine you're thinking probably a good idea to stay completely away from Matthew Stafford in this game. Actually, I don't think so. Because if we've seen okay. thing, one thing from Matt Stafford is that, is that he is incredibly tough. I remember watching Matt Stafford run for first downs against my Titans when he apparently had a broken back. The guy was a zombie, and he still plays in games. So how dare anybody question Matt (laughs) Stafford's toughness? I will not be one of those people. I also like an Allen Robinson prop, which, uh, if you remember, he played for the Bears last season, didn't put up uh, you know, great numbers, but still he played for the Bears. That was a terrible offense. I think he is in a nice spot as wide receiver number two, especially with Van Jefferson being out for the Rams in this one. Plus, most of the defensive attention will probably be on Cooper Cup. So I like Allen Robinson over his receiving prop of 64 and a half yards as well. So when we look at a game like this, before we shift attention to elsewhere in the NFL, th- so we got a primetime game all by itself. Right, it, A lot of people like to bet small amounts of money on a parlay. Sometimes you can't add props into those bets. So explain to us what a good way to go about that is. If you, if you want to do the very small bet for a wacky parlay to try and hit it big or whatever, how does that work in a single-game scenario like this? Can you mix and match player props? Can you put those in with game lines? What's the best way to go about that? I think it depends on the book, uh, but most places will allow you to do a few player props sprinkled in there. I know they allow you to do player touchdown. So if you have a strong feeling on who's going to score a touchdown, and especially in this game tonight where they're expecting a lot of points, maybe you parlay some touchdown scores if you have a good idea of who you think will score some touchdowns. But I just talked about this. I think the best way to construct these one-game parlays is to think about the game script that you imagine happening. Say if you think that the Bills are going to throw the ball a lot, you would play the overs on Josh Allen and his passing, and you would play the unders on some of the running backs. So see how they kind of correlate? I think that's your best best strategy if you're going to construct uh, one of those one-game parlays. Chelsea, looking ahead to this weekend, the, the of course, the game that we're all focused on, the Chiefs on the road in Arizona starting their season up against the Cardinals. And we've noticed this line moving quite a bit over the course of the week or so. What are your thoughts overall on this matchup? What do you like in this game? Are you going to be invested at all in this game? And, and give us an idea on what your thoughts are. Yeah, the crazy thing about the Cardinals last season is they were much better on the road than at home, which it was such a trend that even Cliff Kingsbury joked that he wanted to have a playoff game on the road. So the fact that it's at home for Arizona doesn't really move the needle too much for me. It's just we have seen this with the Chiefs in the past. They kind of play with their food a little bit, and they know they're good, and sometimes they're not especially good at covering numbers. I do believe that the Chiefs will win this game just because they have – 
Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes obviously returning. And uh, Andy Reid, one of the best offensive minds in the NFL, I believe. And then the Cardinals kind of in some chaos there. Uh, won't have DeAndre Hopkins for this one. And we all saw how that Arizona offense fared without D-Hop down in there somewhere. So I think I would be on the Chiefs. That spread makes me a little nervous, especially since it's gotten to six, one of those key numbers I talked about in some places. Yeah, it's been wild to watch that number grow. Um, so we've got that game and a ton of games now where player props come into the equation. Before we get to those, you're on Ravens this week, which I actually I think I have a little bit on that one, too. I kind of worry now. I, I feel like I'm more worried that Joe Flacco's the quarterback, though. Talk about the Ravens-Jets. You really want to put your trust in Joe Flacco? At no, I just well, I have old. more trust in him. I think I have more <laughs> trust in him than than the alternative. Oh, here's the thing. If the Ravens I bet the Ravens. I bet the Ravens. Right. Don't worry. And it is a big number. In seven points in the NFL is a lot of points. It doesn't matter who you are going against, but... The thing about the Ravens over the past few years is they have been very good at beating up on bad teams. The real test for the Ravens usually comes in the postseason when it's a defense that can actually stop the run. But uh, my money is on the Ravens. It's a team that is usually pretty focused from the start, and we see that in the preseason. We all know John Harbaugh's record in the preseason. What has he won, like 22 or something games in a row? So I think that this Ravens team is hot from the start. I don't believe in the Jets. I don't believe in Joe Flacco, who's an absolute statue in the pocket like a few years ago. I can't imagine that has gotten better. So I will be on the Ravens, uh, laying the big number in seven this weekend. All right. Before we let you go, some of those props we were talking about, what are some of your favorites overall from the NFL this weekend? Yeah, my favorite prop of the weekend is Joe Mixon over his rushing prop of 70 and a half yards. And it's squarely because the Steelers were the worst run defense in the entire NFL last season. And Joe Mixon absolutely feasted against the Steelers last season. And I know it's a different year, but still, at 70.5, I think this is a gettable number for Joe Mixon, who had 90 yards in the first meeting with the Steelers, had 165 rush yards in the second meeting against the Steelers. And it was really a Bengals team that ran the football. Joe Burrow had fewer than 200 yards passing in each of those games. So I think I'm going to go with Joe Mixon to have a big day on the ground against the Steelers. Joe Mixon with a much better offensive line this year, too, than he had a year ago. Uh, Chelsea, appreciate it. Thank you so much. We look forward to doing this each and every Thursday throughout the football season. Welcome us in to the, uh, to the party. We're excited about it. <sighs> Thanks for having me, and good luck on all of your first bets this weekend. That was the host of The Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Uh, we've got some codes there for you. Chelsea had one. You can use our promo code Jacob for this show. That's J-A-C-O-B. It's all there for you. All kinds of fun stuff. NFL, good luck, everybody. <laughs> we'll preview this game a little bit more later in the show. We're going to take a quick break, 869-1240. Speaking of football, speaking of the Chiefs, fantasy football players, Patrick Mahomes gives us a warning? What's that all about? We'll talk about it next on Sports Daily. T 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. If you missed anything with our betting insider, Chelsea Messenger, or any of the insiders we've had this week, we've gone heavy with that since it is the first week. We've had uh, somebody on from our Odyssey BetQL family, uh, our insiders. That was that would have been Tuesday, Wednesday, and today. So you can catch those segments always at kfhradio.com to find those, see if you're looking for any advantages. So much information to process. Hope everybody's just having fun with it. It is a it is a whirlwind, Tommy, and, and it has been fun. In, well, not real football, but fantasy football, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes' warning could be a little bit of a headache for fantasy football owners trying to guess at which receiver it's going to be every week. He said it basically isn't going to be like the past where you can just plug Tyreek and Travis Kelsey in every week because they're going to get fed. He said, now it might be a different guy every week, and you're going to have to just pick which one it might be. So basically, translation, the Chiefs are going to go game plan heavy. They're really going to study that. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be very interesting. I think it's all smoke and mirrors a little bit from Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what's he going to say? Is he going to come out and say, hey, uh, I'm planning on giving all of the targets to Juju Smith-Schuster that Tyreek Hill had? Come on. Like, he's, he, he, what, what, what is he supposed to say? Yeah, it's going to be a different guy every week. He, he doesn't want the opponents to know who he's going to be leaning on, but you got to believe that somebody has slid in to that number one receiver spot right now. Is it Juju? It might be. I'm not sure. But at the end of the day, I mean, he's not going to go out and just absolutely reveal who the target heavy wide receiver is going to be week in and week out. I think he knows. I don't think it's a, oh, it's going to be a different guy every week. Like I don't really buy that. Uh, I just think that he's he's trying to play a little bit coy. I, I I believe it. I mean, I, I think that's what we've seen. And I've, you know, of all of these guys, I have Sky Moore on just about every team and none of the other Chiefs. I have Kelsey 
on a on a fantasy football team. But I don't have any any Juju Smith Schuster or Marquez Valdez Scantling. I have them. I have Sky Moore just about everywhere because he was the cheapest guy. And you know, with the injury history and you know what we've seen out of Marquez Valdez Scantling in the past, I just feel like he has the best opportunity to be the most consistent down the road. I don't think that's going to happen out of the gates by any means. Um, and look, I'm not a McCole Hardman guy, by the way. Um, I think he, I think he can be a really effective guy at what he does, but I don't think he's ever going to be a high volume guy. So I've just been taking Sky more because he was the he was the cheapest in fantasy, and I think his upside is the highest. I think Juju's got a real chance to be awesome, but Juju has such an injury risk in history that I I just don't know. Um, and I think Patrick Mahomes is being honest there. Like they they are going to do that. They they're going to be such a game plan specific offense now. It's one of the reasons I think. Tommy, that we've liked the direction of the Chiefs' offense. No, not as explosive. It's almost impossible to imagine it will be without Tyreek Hill. However, different in a sense that it can be more controlled, more precise, more time-consuming, all of these things, and they're, they're so much deeper than they were at that position that they really can just sort of target matchups a little bit. Yeah, I still think there's a little bit of gamesmanship here. Like maybe he truly for sure doesn't know uh, and it's going to be a different guy based on what the defense gives him and what the game plan is week in and week out. I think there's probably some truth to that, but he's Patrick Mahomes. He knows through training camp and through preseason who he likes, right? He knows who he can who he can count on in that wide receiver room more than others. And, and so, yeah, it's not going to be as target heavy as it was with Tyreek Hill. And I think you have to expect that defenses are going to put a lot more pressure on Travis Kelsey than we've seen in years past because Tyreek is not there. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, it, it could very well be Juju, you know, one week and, and Sky the next week and maybe MVS and, and and who knows? I mean, there were there was 159 targets that Tyreek Hill had last season that all of a sudden have to be redistributed out and it's a deep room, a deep wide receiver core. So it, yeah, it could be a variety of guys, but uh, come on. He knows who he likes. He knows who he wants to go to. It's going to be a matter of what the defense gives him, but come on. I, I think he knows who he likes. Yeah, but I think he likes them all. I, I think he likes, I mean, I think he likes Travis Kelsey. I think well, he's sure. just going to pepper Travis Kelsey like he always has, but I I don't think that he's going to attach necessarily to any of these guys. I mean, one out of the gates, how could he? Like, how could you possibly have the trust level he developed with Tyreek Hill to just chuck it up there or trust Hill to go make a play? I mean, that's going to take some time, and we haven't we haven't seen anything out of out of Juju or MVS in the preseason. So, I mean, maybe they can develop that chemistry in practice. I don't know. But I, I would be surprised if he's as willing to just let it fly down the field as he has been in years past with, with Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, you, you can't just throw it up to Marquez Valdez-Scantling right now. you got to see him make some plays first. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's going to change. It's, it's not going to be that, that kind of offense where it's just a, you know, chuck it and pray, you know, kind of situation that we saw so many times with that connection from Mahomes to Tyreek. But that being said that you know there are wide receivers and and every quarterback has them 
right? Where it's kind of a security blanket. Like it's the one, it's the one guy that, you know, you can go to, to get a first down. And I think that, you know, really Mahomes was blessed to have two of those guys for so long with Kelsey and Hill. Now it's just Kelsey. So yeah, I mean, I think he's going to lean heavily on, on Kelsey defenses are going to know that. I mean, they, they know that coming into this season that without Tyreek, a lot of attention will be back on Kelsey um, probably even more than in years past, but there's gotta be, there's gotta be somebody right now going into week one in that wide receiver core. In my opinion, that Patrick Mahomes feels more comfortable with than anybody else. You can't say it's absolutely even amongst the entire wide receiver core. There's got to be somebody he leans on. So yeah, the the results might be different week in and week out. He might like them all, but come on, there's got to be somebody that he likes more than 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 others. And maybe it's Sky Moore long term. I don't know. Um, you know, Juju's got a lot to prove this year. It's a one year deal. To, to show that he still got it. It could be him. Um, it, that's the most intriguing thing to me going into this weekend and the game on Sunday is what is it going to look like with the connection between Patrick Mahomes and his new wide receivers? I think that's the biggest storyline in this game. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're disagreeing on this for sure because I, I don't think it's going to be one guy right now. I, if it is, I don't think it is until way late. Um, and that's, if it is, that's, I don't, I don't know what the what the chief strength is this year. What do you think? Let me ask it to you this way. Outside of Travis Kelsey, what do you think the total catches will be for the next highest wide receiver over the season here? The entire season or, or week one? Yeah, like is anybody else catching 100 balls besides oh, Travis no. Kelsey this year? No, no, no. No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I think that it, it will be a little bit more evenly distributed. Um, I think Kelsey will be a workhorse for sure. Um, you know, I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of guys be in the 80 catch range, um, 80 to 90, somewhere around there, but you're not going to see a, a, a huge catch total reception total from one, from one receiver this year. I don't know. What do you think? No, I don't think so at all. I think the next highest guy might be at 70, maybe. Okay. Uh, but I, but I think we'll see three or four guys hover around you know, 50 to 60. I think something else that'll be really interesting to see is how Clyde Edwards Hilaire is potentially used in the pass game. We saw the ball spread around a ton. We know the Chiefs like to use tight ends. We know they have a deep, deep wide receiver room, deeper than they've had. And I wonder if they'll be more inclined to use Clyde Edwards Hilaire in that way a little bit, which would also take receptions away from receivers, but give more options to the pass game. I'm with you. It is the number – well, the defense to me is the number one storyline, just how do they play in general. Arizona will be a really nice test for them out of the gates. But, yeah, where where those targets go and how they're distributed, I just suspect the Chiefs' offense will look very different than it has in years past. And I think that that has a chance to make them a more effective offense in tandem with their defense. But, you know, I, I think it will be rare that we see, you know – two, three weeks in a row where one guy's dominating it. I don't think it'll be crazy to see, like, let's say, let's say that a team, they're playing, let's say they were playing the Rams, a team with like a lockdown corner on one side, right? Like, okay, you got that lockdown corner over there on Juju this game. This is going to be a, a Sky Moore game where he catches a ton of pass. So I don't think it's out of the realm that one guy catches a bunch of pastas in any week. I just, 
I do believe what Mahomes is saying, that it will be week to week on who's going to do that. It'll be fun. Yeah. I cannot wait for that. There's so many questions with the Chiefs, but I think they're I think they're good questions. We suspect the defense will be better. Uh, we, we know that the offense will be different, but we think it can be different in a good way. That's all coming as we get ready for the Chiefs. And we'll have much more on the Chiefs tomorrow uh, as we get through it. We're going to... Switch gears to college football. We got Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com, our K-State insider, joining us in the next segment. Two things happening. There's a developing hot topic with the chance in the Wabash Cannonball at K-State. And, of course, they have a big game against Missouri. We'll hit on both of those. I know Fitz, if you've been following him on social media, has big thoughts on this. I don't think that I agree with him. I think he's more in line with Tommy. We'll go through it. We'll try and sort this out as we get back on Sports Daily. Hour number two coming up. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.